Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Hi there. My name is... I can't say the name, obviously. Let's call him John. My name is John, and I'm 21, and I've recently been through a breakup with my sort of long-distance girlfriend of nearly 1.5 years, and I'm still reeling from it. I feel that we ended things very respectfully, where we are just changing and grew apart. It still hurts, but gives me hope that one day we can come back together as different people and start over when we have our shit together. I'm trying my best to focus on myself and to do my very best, but I still struggle with the whole thing. Is there any advice you would have for me? I'm currently reading you and Vanessa's book, It's Not Me, It's You, on relationships and have found it really helpful. Thank you, John. I feel like I have learned a lot about looking inward, and doing my best about owning my part in a relationship. The first thing I want to say is, holy shit, John, you should be proud of yourself at 21 for just having interest in this, you know? Um, When I was 21, what was I doing? Uh, I was masturbating a lot. I was rushing the top house of a fraternity. So I wouldn't have to masturbate a lot I was seeking lots of validation and approval from uh, the cool kids older kids uh, in my university at my university my college life sucked and uh, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life so I mean I was just a few years away from uh, stealing car stereos and not paying it drive-throughs to impress uh, the cheerleaders in the back seat of my Jeep. And so you at 21 wanting to reflect on this relationship that has expired and you wanting to do some work and look inward, that is amazing. And I got to be honest, this is a generalization, but I feel like men kind of turn the corner like mid to late 30s. I don't Um, I know I didn't turn the corner until then, you know, and it took something like a divorce for me to even hit some kind of bottom to, to take the bounce up, you know, and so I guess that's my first piece of advice, uh, is to know that the relationship is going to be a huge catalyst to your growth. So where you're at and what you're thirsty for wouldn't even be there if you weren't going through this uh, expired relationship, right? If that, re- if this relationship didn't end, um, you would, you wouldn't be in this space. So, I know it may not be easy now, but to really be appreciative, because you will when you look back, when you have more distant, distance, that uh, this was the one that contributed to the new you. Uh, that, that's how I look at my, my divorce, which was my big one. Um, of course, it was painful at the time. Of course, I couldn't see it like that at the time. But now looking back, 
Uh, if it wasn't for that, I mean, I don't even know if I would be writing books. I don't, I don't know where I'd be in my life or what I would be doing. It really was the first domino to repositioning my life and allowing me to find purpose and meaning and to actually build a life, you know, that wasn't uh, dependent on being with someone. And it was the uh, the probably the single most meaningful event in my life. I'm not saying it was easy. It was also the hardest <laughs> uh, that really gave me a life. And so um, maybe that's step one is to see this in that way, right? The, the other thing I wanted to say was uh, it was long distance. And... The thing about long distance, uh, and I know every long distance relationship is different, but I have found that long distance, it makes the relationship like less time. So let me explain. You, you, know, you know there's this joke that um, two, two years in, say, Los Angeles is like being with someone for, you know, five years um, because it's L.A. time. And in L.A., a lot of people are not in relationships. And if you're in a relationship, then, you know, uh, it's like the whole dog years thing, right? What, what Dog years is what? Seven dog years for one human years? Well, it's like three years in L.A. for one year of relationship time. And so I think with long distance, because you're only seeing each other um, once in a while... Even if it's once a month, once a week, whatever, it's, it lags the time. And so my point in saying that is if you were with this person for 1.5 years, I don't know if you really were, you know? Um, I'm not saying that you guys didn't know each other. I, I'm, I'm saying that maybe it, would, it, maybe it was more of a seven-month relationship because the, the time that it takes to really get to know someone uh, with long distance, I think it takes longer. That's all I'm saying. And so 1.5 sounds like a long time, right? But I think it was more, I think it was like more of like a seven month relationship just because it was long distance. Why am I reframing this this way? I think it's easier because I think when we say a relationship was 1.5 years or we say a relationship was three years or 10 years, like when we evaluate a relationship based on how long it was um, we can convince ourselves that it had more meaning or was more significant based on how long it was instead of based on the actual quality of the relationship right I'm not saying that yours wasn't meaningful but if it was long distance uh, just because you mentioned 1.5 and when I'm reading these letters I try to look at everything that's uh, you know what words were used right and what's the data through the through the um, the email and so if you see it as more of like a seven month relationship maybe you won't see it as uh, this huge relationship that ended in your life you know anyway okay so that's a little bit of primer now my my uh, big strokes suggestion um, I think you're already on the right path uh, yes ultimately um, looking inward is uh, is what's prescribed, but I also want to say there, there's a few things. So imagine like pistons of an engine. Looking inward is one piston that is pumping, but it's only one. So let's talk about the other pistons to move 
the engine or the car, which is your life, forward. Um, the other piston would be to actually get a life. <laughs> hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. I knew that when I was in a relationship, uh, I didn't have much of a life because I hung um, this was my marriage, not my other relationships. I hung my whole life around. I was the, the marriage was the sun I revolved around, right? So I didn't have friends, I didn't have hobbies. I just wanted to make money and love this person, right? That's what I thought happy would look like. And so when she left, the bottom fell out, and I realized I had no life. I had no friends. I wasn't in a job that was that I was passionate about, and so. One of the pistons is to get a life. Now, you may already have a life. Well, do a life audit. Um, think about the friends around you. Do you have friends? Uh, are they meaningful? Are they relationships that you want to invest in? Or do you need to clean house? <laughs> do you need to... And by the way, when you end friendships, there, there's no need for an announcement. It's not like a relationship. I think you can kind of slowly fade away if this friendship is lopsided or it's not giving you anything. But then you also need to make an effort to make new friends, right? What is your fitness routine? Uh, and this can be anything but like movement. What are you doing to get out of your house and out of your head? I think movement, uh, I put a lot of weight on that because it was huge for me. I mean, um, we all know how important exercise is, but uh, this isn't about aesthetics. It's about dopamine. It's about the practice of getting out of your head. It's about uh, using fitness as a way to rebuild yourself, using fitness as a way to challenge your mind and your mental capacity, pushing yourself further than you ever thought you could so you could start to gain self Worth, you can start to understand self better. You can also um, prove that you can grow and get stronger or climb higher rocks or whatever your fitness routine is. Um, but some kind of movement, I would say that's a really important piece. With movement comes community. So instead of moving in the garage by yourself, which you can do, I would kill two birds and find a community so you can do some fitness. How, you know, uh, do your daily sweat, but also be social, meet some new people, you know, um, because that's the other piece of this as far as building a life. You got to be social. I'm an introvert. I like locking myself in a room and just, you know, creating. That's my whole thing. I've been like that since I was nine. So it takes work for me to be like, oh, I'm going to go to this barbecue. I don't want to go, or I'm going to show up to this party alone. One of the promises I made to myself when I was single uh, or going through an expired relationship was, and I've been through many, uh, to not say no to anything social because I usually do. <laughs> and even if it's like rolling it, rolling up to a party or an event by myself, just do it. And it's uncomfortable. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of promises you make to yourself and I hope you keep them because that's going to improve your relationship with self. 
And so that was one of my promises. I'm not going to say no to anything social. And some of the best things came out of things that I would have said no to, you know? It's like the whole, like, Harold and Kumar thing. Like, there were, there were journeys from, like, going to a barbecue or going to something I didn't really want to. That wasn't that exciting, right? And usually, the funnest things and the things that uh, where you meet the, the coolest people happen from the unexpected. You know, it's like... Someone says, yeah, we're having this thing, or hey, I'm going to move, help my uncle move furniture, do you want to come? <laughs> and you're like, fuck that. But then you do, and that leads to, I don't know, drinks after, and suddenly there's people there that you would have never met and that you really connected with, or you know, stuff like that, right? So saying no, I mean, not saying no to anything social, that, that's a big tip. Uh, so it gets you also out of the house, out of your head. The worst place to be is alone and in your thoughts. That That is the slippery will. That is the quicksand. Um, that's when you're going to spin in your head, play things back, which is going to produce feelings and uh, feelings can drown us, right? Even though they're not facts, uh, feelings, they're like riptides. They can suck us under. Another piston... So, so think of one piston as like you getting your life, and in that one piston, the subcategories would be like, uh, um, like I said, fitness, community, not saying no to anything social, right? Another piston, and this is its own piston, is sense of purpose. You don't have to like discover the one thing you're supposed to do in this world. I don't believe in that. I think that uh, we are meant to do uh, many things. We go through different chapters of our lives as we change, what we find passion and purpose in in changes. But just find something that is bigger than you that becomes a mission. So for me, uh, that came from simply writing a blog, you know, and... Every time I wrote and answered questions, like I'm doing it now, uh, it gave me a cape. It made me feel like I was contributing something to the world. Uh, And also, and here's, here's a really interesting piece, it turned my story into gold. So what I mean by that is it turned the divorce into not something that was depressing and sad and painful, but it turned it into a way to help other people. So... Um, I started asking, uh, answering questions and helping people um, with their own breakups and relationships, which I'm doing right now. I continue to do. It makes me feel good, but also it connects dots of my story, right? It makes me make sense of my story, and that's what's really powerful. So for you, I don't know what that's like. Um, and if you already have a sense of purpose, that's great. If you don't, it's just about exploring, right? And you're not... You're not like swimming to the island as fast as you can, right? There are no sharks. You are exploring. You're being a mad scientist. You're stretching. And so that's another piston is finding a sense of purpose. All right, let's review how many pistons we have. (laughs) One is finding a sense of purpose. One piston is um, getting a life. And uh, included in that is social uh, friendships, not not saying anything, not saying no to anything social, fitness, all of that, self care, 
taking yourself out to restaurants. And I spent so much time on my motorcycle and um, just finding nectar in things I had in front of me as a practice instead of, you know, some big waiting for some big thing to happen. Um, and then the next piston would be uh, what you're referring to in this email is looking inward. I would say that's its own piston because it's got to be pumping constantly. And so looking inward to me means, and, and this is something that uh, you're laying tracks to do for the rest of your life. You know, um, looking inward is how we grow and evolve without introspection, without an investigation of self. We're not growing. So what does it look like for you to look inward? For me, it was being aware of my thoughts and behavior and actually making a conscious choice to think differently and act differently at the same time investigating why I do what why I do, right? So you're not just white-knuckling behavior and saying, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. or I'm going to, you know get my ass to the gym I'm gonna it's not just about behavior changes why where where does this unhealthy behavior come from where 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 does this unhealthy thinking come from um, and then you changing is the ownership piece right you changing is you now willing to own and be someone different show up differently and again this is a practice right Looking inward also means to be self-aware of how your thoughts, behavior, uh, actions affect other people. Looking inward also means checking in with your intuition, your soul, your what I call your solid self. A lot of times it's going to be hard to know what that is because if you're like me, you spend most of your life listening to the quiet whisper I mean, I mean, sorry, listening to the thundering voice, which is more the pseudo self, instead of the quiet whisper. So this would be a chance to now listen to the quiet whisper, the voice that you have ignored. That is probably where your truth and solid self is. So all of that, the looking inward piece, is another piston. Now, if you have all these pistons pumping, and this is now your, your new life and lifestyle, uh... You're going to evolve and grow and move forward. You just are. There's no way you're you're not unless you are um, lying about it and kind of just going through the motions. You know, uh, yes, seeing a therapist would be amazing, but you don't you don't have to see a therapist, especially if you can't afford one. Just do these things, and these things will move you forward and some days will be easy some days will be hard but it's cumulative know that it's cumulative know that it's about the overall it's not about um you know what you're going to get done in one week and finally uh you're probably doing this i don't know but uh you got to draw boundaries you got to cut the cord you can't keep thinking about your ex and what she is doing, who she is with, all of that is going to pull you back out. So build your own life, focus on you, unfollow, disconnect with your ex, um, give her space, give her space, you know. Anyway, thank you for 
asking the question. Thank you for the listen. I uh, hope that was helpful. And if you're listening and you have a question for me, there's a couple ways you can ask me questions. Um, you can do it on Instagram, but the, I get a lot on Instagram, so I, I, I don't always uh, answer them. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't answer them, you know, in a podcast episode, like, so I could answer them on, in under a minute. Uh, but they're just, there's just too many for me to answer. The best way would be, uh, to sign up for my, uh, premium TAT premium, uh, $24 a month and you could cancel anytime. And then you could ask me directly. We could actually have a live conversation. It will be an episode on the premium channel. Um, but I get give you a direct link, and that way you can we can talk about it, you know. And I try to get to as many of those as I can, and there's a lot less, so it's easier for me to get to those. If you want to uh, join my premium, just go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. Super easy. Thank you for listening. Be well.